Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joy Alcon, and Dennis Dick. Let me know if my volume is a little bit wonky today. I was messing with my levels last night, but I hope I sound good this morning. Uh, as far as what's on our radar today, it is China. President Trump signing a handful of executive orders last night, two of them targeting China, one of those targeting Tencent. And that is weighing on stocks here this morning. We'll talk about the implications of that because there are a lot of implications. We have a jobs number at 8.30. We have a lot of earnings to discuss as well. We have good news from Biogen and the FDA. So we'll talk about that. And our guest is Jason Rasnick. He's our founder and CEO. He would join us at 8.40 or so and wrap up the week. I'll throw it to Joel now. Before I do that, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate that. And Joel will recap the overnight market for us right now. All right. I uh, had a very strong close, made a high at 47 and a quarter, uh, tur- or 47 and a half, turned at 47 and a quarter last night. Pre-market low, 23 and a quarter. So pretty good overnight range. Currently trading down uh, 15 and a quarter handles at 33.29. I'm sure the jobs number will determine the direction for the remainder of the day. Uh, crude, you have that in the red here by 54 cents at 4141. Uh, gold is in the red too, uh, for a little bit, not much compared to that major rally that it's had. That's down $4 and trading at 2065 Silver, that's down too. That's down oh, about a dime here at 2831 uh, Almost hit $30 overnight, got to 29.91. So silver moving in on 30 bucks and bitcoin flirted with 12,000 yesterday flirted with it again today uh it's down 125 dollars here at 11,915 uh triple d uh little battered and bruised this morning yeah but how definitely you know? battered and bruised have one bad position which i didn't know that tencent owned a part of it I actually knew about this headline last night. Obviously, it was sad. I was short some EEM and trying to short some China stocks last night, but did not realize that one of my stocks, we won't talk about it because I'm in it still, um, part of it's owned by Tencent, so it's getting battered up and trying to work my way out of it. 
Okay. All right. Well, big day here in the market. Uh, strong close, and that was it. We turned. We turned overnight. It's just, uh, just another buy-the-dip opportunity. That's what we're going to have to determine on today's show. It's the rotation that continues to work. I mean, it continues to make the markets go higher here. I mean, the S&Ps are starting to get close to an all-time high. Yes, we're pulling back here this morning on this executive order. And obviously, China is very, very, very weak overnight here. And a lot of Chinese stocks are down significantly. Alibaba's down eight bucks right now. Um, it's funny. They didn't really hit them that much last night. They took it really until they opened in China to really start getting slammed. Well, because they were issued late, Dennis. I don't know the exact, exact timing, but they were issued like late in the evening. It may have even been after the close. So... Well, it was after. Uh, well, uh, the the headline we knew there was a headline that what the Trump said that you know that he was going to be coming at China here. So he kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. I guess we just didn't know the details, and the details yeah. aren't great. Well, so give us the details. I mean, this is what's driving us. This is the driver. We talk about drivers. This is the driver for the day. It is China. It is this executive order. Give us the details. Yeah. So two executive orders. One about TikTok. Uh, one that they specifically call out WeChat for. WeChat is sort of like a do-everything social network and it's owned by Tencent. And that's why this is interesting here. Actually, why don't I just pull up uh, – I'll just pull up the, the executive order on my screen here. You guys can sort sure. of see what I'm looking at. Um, and <laughs> the details are that there are no details yet. They're, they're going <laughs> to – in 45 nice. days, in 45 days, they're going to – I'll highlight here. They're going to ban transactions uh, uh, with, uh, with WeChat – or with Tencent Holdings or any subsidiary. Uh, however, what subsidiaries of Tencent? We don't know because Section 1C, 45 days from the date of this order, the Secretary of Commerce shall identify the transactions that are subject to subsection A. So we don't know exactly who this affects and why does that matter because Tencent has its tentacles everywhere. They've got investments in Tesla. They've got investments in Snapchat, in Spotify, Tencent Music, Activision Blizzard, all over the video game sector, actually, not just ATVI. So uh, they've got investments in a lot of companies, public companies in the US, and we don't know how far this executive order extends yet. That's why there is a sort of fear of the unknown right now. They're hitting the stocks. So, you know, bottom line is EEM, if you want to look overnight, 1.45%. More direct play FXI trading down uh, about the same, actually, about 1.5% here. So EEM, FXI, that's your hit. But then you look at individual stocks, like, and obviously some that are over here, Alibaba down 3%. Baidu trading down 2.28%. JD.com trading down 3.1% here. So lots of individual ADRs obviously trading down significantly. Obviously, Tencent's probably trading down over there, too. Um, so it, it's ugly in China, and that's spilling over here. And look at look at TME, Tencent Music. There's a reason it's called Tencent Music, right? Yeah, down 4.5%. <laughs> so Wait, I that must be a bad print, what I'm seeing here. Yeah. Oh, t- I'm looking at Tencent Holdings. What's uh, – oh, TCE is Tencent Yeah, music. that won't be trading yet, though, because that trades just over the counter here, so it's hard to what's, really uh, get a feel. What's um, T- the T- symbol T- for the T- music one? TME, TME. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. My, okay, there you go. You're going to see that down. Yep. Yep. It's an I ugly know, day. Triple D. We it's an ugly day to... if you're long China. It's an ugly day if you're long China. I have a lot of emerging markets funds in my long-term portfolio, and they're all getting slammed here today. Um, it, every time we we have had headlines this before, it has been a buying opportunity. I mean, everything it seems like on the dip is a buying opportunity. Is it on day one? Is it on day two? Who knows? I mean, you just look at this overall market, and you know it's been so resilient. So 
it's hard to break that buy the dip mentality and you're not going to break it with one overnight Chinese headline. Now that with that being said, is this going to spill over into something bigger? We're going to get into a trade war more because obviously we're obviously, you know, kind of attacking China here once again. I mean, we know the relations are not going to be well. Um, Trump has basically said, you know, he keeps calling it the China virus. There's a reason he keeps calling it the Chinese virus uh, because he's, you know, he's kind of, uh, obviously not just upfront about it, but you know, behind the scenes, it looks like they're pretty much just battling China and going to be, we're at war with China to a certain extent. So I don't think there's a trade deal coming here. When you're doing stuff like this, China could retaliate. So with you know different repercussions too. So there's lots of stuff, lots of things to think about here, not just you know thinking about these Chinese ADRs. I, I would keep a close eye on the video game sectors today, the stocks and the ETF stocks like ESPO and Hero. Because yeah. Tencent owns like Tencent's the, everywhere. The, the major players. They own Riot Games. Uh, they've got a stake in Epic Games, I think, uh, or maybe it's the other way around. Um, so and those are like the big games like League of Legends and Fortnite, yeah. right? So I would keep an eye on the Hero, ESPO, the stocks within those funds today. They haven't really traded yet this morning, but I would keep a close eye on that at the open because they're probably going to be weak. They that's, are. That's Tencent Sandbox right there. And even the regular you know, video game makers sure. are weak here this morning too. So I don't know if Tencent has you know, tentacles all over like you said on these, but we see Activision Blizzard trading down 1.5% here today. Um, glue mobile which has been ugly but there's just uh, repercussions are obviously through the entire market here with what is happening here so we're down 15 handles s&ps if we take it back to that joel i mean it always seems like rotation station we just find a, another sector to buy the market if it's pulling out of emerging markets funds is going to pull back into something else i mean gold silver down there's a lot of things down today it's actually a struggle here, I will say, to try to find stocks that are green here this morning. We do have a jobs number coming in 20 minutes, so maybe that changes things. That's obviously going to be very important. Uh, but just thoughts here on the overall. Is it, I mean, this is going to be like every other day in the market, right? Lower or would you know a lower open here? You get a good jobs number. We rally up. We take out yesterday's high. We close on the highs for the week. I mean. That's pretty much been the script of the market here, right? I mean, we've had some big up days. We did have some red earlier in the week in an overnight session, never got near the pre-market low and rallied all day. So, I mean, that's the script, whether it's going to, you know, follow it today or not. A lot of times the markets, uh, you know, end the week on a higher low for the week and, Decent, uh, you know, a ways from the low and we're 20 handles for the high. So we'll see with the jobs number. I mean, didn't uh, Trump say it's going to be a great number or something? Didn't he say that earlier in the week? Well, Maybe. I don't I think he knows. He just, <laughs> Trump's always talking at the market as much as he can. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think we can read much into that. Trump's going to have inside information on the, what the jobs are going to look that. like. I thought well, I yeah, saw I'm that. sure he said it. Well, I want, he's talking up the market all the time. So the jobs numbers could change everything here. It could change right now. It's looking, you know, we've got this overseas. We've got this Chinese sell-off and it's spilled into our markets. What happens? The jobs number is going to be a potential game changer Correct. here for, for today's trading. So in 20 minutes, we're going to get that information and everything might change. As of right now, you're seeing selling across the board. You're seeing gold down, silver down, oil down. You're seeing obviously emerging markets are really getting slammed, but you know TLT is trading higher, so a little bit of uh, you know running into safety there as well. But you just think you know we've had a hell of a run, 
Um, we started turning really on some of the tech stocks a couple of days ago. I know you won't see it in the QQQs. And obviously, maybe yesterday, maybe it's, it's all. Uh, uh, yesterday, some of the Apple smaller stocks. Holy mackerel. Well, yeah, the big ones just keep going. Apple, Facebook, that's what the driver is. But some of the smaller names is what I'm saying. Some of the okay. cloud names, some of the tech stocks, some of the like, you know, and obviously these were earnings plays, but fastly overnight here. Um, or yesterday gets the beats. We saw Datadog. It's it's come back from the lows, but it's getting the beats. So it's not this just buy anything mentality tech going on right now. A couple of days we've seen some profit taking in some of the cloud names in certain sectors. But yeah, Apple just keeps run, running and running and running. Um, the big guns just keep running and leading the charge here. Amazon, Google, Facebook. I mean, it's been an unbelievable move. Wait, for the big guns. Dennis, I, I want you to hear my theory. Uh, yep. That if you are a uh, a stock that is at or near all time highs and you're, you're you report an amazing quarter, you blow it away, you're going down. It's a broad generalization. There are some exceptions to that, but it seems to have been be happening here to a number of uh, a number of stocks that are at or near all time highs. They report yeah. quarters, they go down. So, well, yeah, for sure, it's been happening. I mean, you just look here. There's been so, so many movers in that you know have just run too far. It's just a fact, even on a Fastly. I mean, the stock, look what it's done in the last three months. It's went from $20 to 117 in two and a half months. I mean, this could bring us to the, you know, the Robinhood article, and somebody sent it to me, I haven't had a chance to read it, but they're like, Robinhood traders are killing it. Well, does that surprise anybody? This has been one of the biggest bull runs I've ever seen in my life in the last two months. So anybody who started trading in April and people don't start trading and start shorting stocks right away. New traders buy stocks, you know, 99% long only. This has been a market for long only people. You Heck cannot yeah. get a better market. So the question is, are all these Robinhood traders that are killing it, you know, really killing it just because the market's been awesome. And obviously they're going to the highest risk stuff too. So it's going to be going up the most. So, you know, what happens when the bubble bursts, that's what's going to define, you know, the newer traders, the newer traders who are listening to the show. It has been an environment that has been very good for retail. And because retail, especially newer traders, are attracted to the stocks that are moving the most. And those stocks can continue to climb. So they're attracted to the stocks like Fastly. They're attracted to, to this smaller stuff, you know, like Workhorse. We've talked about that before. There's been some crazy, crazy, crazy moves. It's been a very, you know, it's been a market that being long only has been awesome. So what happens, you know, when it starts to turn is, is the question. So I don't know if it's going to turn anytime soon. Yeah, that's the thing, Dennis. We this don't know. When? Well, how do you know? Good. There's no way. Nobody knows. Exactly. I mean, I would have thought a long time ago with the virus, but they don't care about the virus anymore. We don't care that there's certain businesses going bankrupt. You know, they're going to be, tech is going to survive and, and, you know, the economy is going to move on and people are still going to spend money. They're just going to spend it in different ways. So we learned that. So that's why I'm not short the market. Um, obviously, I'm still underinvesting my long-term portfolio, which is a mistake. Um, I've been chasing and trying to buy stocks on pullbacks. You know, at one point in time, I was 72% cash. I'm about 47 or 48. So I've deployed a lot more and I have to, um, you know, and I've been moving it into, you know, on stocks on weakness. Like when stocks pull back on earnings, I've been buying those. And that's how I've been trying to get back into stocks. But I'm still sitting with a lot of cash and it's been a mistake. So, you know, I'm using my logic and saying, hey, you know, everything's still kind of a mess out there, but you can't use logic in this market. Logic doesn't matter. It's just the fear of missing out matters more than anything. 
Yep, you're right. Stocks go up, and it's easy to trade when stocks go up. It's easy to make money. So, well, yeah, that's uh, it. There's so many people who believe that they've got found the holy grail. Here I was working my day job, making thirty or forty or fifty thousand a year. I just made thirty or forty or fifty thousand the last three months trading. I can make way more money trading. People think that, and you know, and they're right. I mean, in the last three months, if the market continues to go up like this, they're going to continue to make that kind of money. But the question is, how do they do when the market goes down? Me yeah. personally, I do better when the market goes down. I know this. I can look at my years, my best year, 2007, 2008, 2009, and 2020. Why? Because we had huge market corrections, and I'm an inefficiency trader. So I'm going to be doing better. I'm like virtue financial to a certain extent, smaller version, obviously individual, but volatility goes up, I make more money. I have nothing to do. My, my trading has nothing to do with the market going up or down. Um, and that's the difference. So the question is, you know, and you've got to ask yourself, you know, are you actually extracting, you know, alpha from the market? Or are you just benefiting from a bull run? And, you know, and you have to learn that. And there's going to be some good traders that come out of this for sure that are going to learn certain things. But I thought I was the best trader in 1997. In 1997, 1998, 1999, I was like, I don't have any losing trades. I make money on every single trade. And, you know, I, and I, I got lucky that I started a bright trade in 1999 because I realized I was doing everything wrong. And I positioned myself better. And then obviously when the tech bubble burst in 2000, but there were so many people who just thought, you know, this is the easiest thing ever. Well, in 2000 and 2001, the NASDAQ crashed 81% and all those people blew out their accounts. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying if you th are quitting your day job because you think you're an awesome trader, just be careful that you're not just benefiting from an awesome market. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, sorry you, to poo poo. On no, so, <laughs> the, the, the traders who are killing so, it. So Dennis, here's a question for you. Uh, what would have to happen for you to buy puts, like spy puts again, like you did? Um, I, I, I don't see any reason to do it. So yeah. Right. So <laughs> going back to January, I was like very worried about the virus. We know me and Joel, I loaded up on puts. I protected my long-term portfolio, which was a good move. I covered all those puts way too soon. I was covering it. 300 spy when we went down 12 13 percent and i covered 290 and 280 and then i was out and then i took that so i was no longer hedged but i had sold a lot of stocks too and the stocks that i had sold i actually a lot of them i never rebought which was the mistake i mean i could have rebought a 250 260 and been a hero but you know with that being said for me to go and buy puts now i don't see any reason really i mean there's just you know what is going to be the catalyst to bring us down i struggle to see it because unless people start falling and, 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 and getting really sick and dying from this, there, we, we've learned so much more about the virus. One, it's not as deadly as we originally thought. Two, that people don't care. I mean, there is literally, I, I'm going to say 30% of the population that really don't care. They don't even want to wear masks. They don't want to do the things. And they're you know, pissed off that we're forcing people to wear masks in certain situations. But there's no fear out there of the virus anymore. And the only way fear of the virus is going to start up again is if people all of a sudden start really dropping and, and the death rate really starts climbing significantly. Yes, it's going up a bit, but it's not going up to the, to the nature where in March, where it looked like, holy crap, these cases are going up. Now we're getting 2,000 deaths a day. How many people are going to die from this thing? I mean, it was scary. And that's why the market fell 35%. We have more clarity on all that now. So I don't see a reason to get all bearish and all of a sudden, you know, we got to start selling all of our stocks. I just don't see that reason now. All right, let's go into some positive news here for the market, but also just for society as a whole. Let's go to Biogen here. Yeah. Uh, incremental news, not a huge de development, but a development nonetheless. Biogen, uh, BIB up this morning. 
uh, that their Alzheimer's drug it was granted FDA priority review. What does that mean? All it really means is that the FDA's goal is to take uh, regulatory action on the application within six months, as opposed to the normal 10 month review. So it just means they're going to look at this drug a little bit faster. That's all it means. Market very excited about this though. We know if this drug gets approved, it would be the first Alzheimer's drug to ever be approved. Huge. Biogen would Biogen would go up 50 to 60% on the headline if this actually got approved. It's going up 10% because they're looking at it faster. So that's how important this drug is to Biogen. I own shares of Biogen. I've owned them forever. I can continue to own them. It's a lottery ticket though. I think if it doesn't get approved, I think it falls probably 20 to 30%. If it does get approved, I think the stock goes up 70, 80%. So it's two, three to one risk reward from that perspective. Um, do We don't know, you know, obviously what they're going to say, and it's going to still be a, a, a tough road, a tough road to hoe for them to try to get this drug still approved. But I mean, there's a chance and this gives it more of a chance. So it's a game changer if it gets approved. We don't know. So it's up 30 points here this morning. If I was in it for a trade. You know, maybe I just take the windfall here. I'm in it for a long-term investment. I've been in this. I'm averaging from $49. Ooh. I'm not selling my Biogen. Uh, interesting pop here. Uh, we did that initial surge. And as you see, a lot of times on this, you'll see that initial pop. And that took us to 311.49. Now, we've backed off a little bit. But if you want continuation, First things first is you got to take out that pre-market high. And then I'm going to look at the dailies here. And you had a lot of consolidation between 300 and 310. And you see some highs over here at 310. So everyone's getting their money back from here. Whether or not they're going to ring the register. I think for me, like taking out that pre-market high, holding 310, then you can look at those other daily highs. But a lot of volume traded here. It was a trading range, kind of broke through overnight. A lot of people are getting their money back. Yeah. And I'm looking, look for a follow through through the pre-market high. That's 311.49. Right now, that's not looking great because we're trading just under 307. Um, S&P's bouncing here a little bit. Really no, you know, no meaningful news or anything. Uh, everyone's prepared for that jobs number triple d we're going to get you off here in about seven minutes but uh s&p's uh slowly climbing back here ahead of the jobs number all right let's go to some earnings here we've got a number of big ones let's just start with uber uh this one you yeah. knew you knew would be bad yeah uh and 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 it was bad the adjusted eps came in above the estimate but the gap eps came in below so um just no, they lost money last quarter. Sales came in above 2.24 versus $2.18 billion. Their Uber Eats revenue, predictably, uh, crushed it last quarter. Uh, their Uber Eats revenue was up 100 and – get the number here. Uh, in the PR, Uber Eats revenue up 103% year-over-year. Mobility revenue, that's, you know, their – Uber, the main Uber uh, service, declined 67% year over year. So Uber Eats carrying the company last quarter. We knew that would happen. They find the silver lining. Yeah. I mean, this market just finds the silver lining. Here's a company that's revenue dropped 90% because of the COVID issue, and it's not going to bounce back quickly. 
And, you know, they've brought it all the way back up to where it was prior to the problems. I mean, it's the same thing with Disney. They don't look at the bottom lines. They just look, hey, we're going to eventually get out of this and Uber is going to be the same company and that's all that matters. And that might be the right way to look at it. I can't completely disagree with that. Um, but I can't stomach bringing myself into a company that's revenue fell 90%. Now it's going up a quarter a little bit, but we're still down so significantly. Like you said, the Uber Eats carrying it. But for the most part, this revenue, is, this is, business is still a train wreck as long as COVID is out there. But, you know, with COVID goes away, the vaccine comes. We're all going back to flying. We're all going back to, our, you know, the amusement parks. And we're going to take Ubers to get there. So, I mean, that's the, what the market thinks anyways. I can't bring myself to invest in for yeah. those reasons on the hope that everything's going to be okay. But I can't argue with the FER because it's working. Uh, initial, initial, uh, we had a big spike, spiked up over 35 and a half. Not sure why it did that. And then, uh, we had to spike down to 32.71, but I think I'll just go for a reset here, uh, on yesterday's range. Uh, obviously trading lower now, uh, the close will come be significant if you can get back to the close, uh, but holding 33.21. Uh, that's the highest low that it's had in several days, as you can tell, or over the last four days. And if you lose that, then you got some work to do in the 32 handle and the 31 handle. So I'm just focused. I would be focusing on holding 33.21. And if you got anywhere near the close, which was the high of the recent move, uh, 34.71, 34.80, uh, I look at that as resistance. Don't forget, they also bought Postmates uh, in July, right? That hasn't closed yet, but uh, that they're just really going in, doubling down on the Uber Eats thing, uh, on the food delivery thing. That's as yeah, which probably I fit. mean, how much do you have to pay? At, do you pay extra for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a premium. It's any of these. And services. is your food cold when it gets there? I mean, no, I don't know. No, maybe. I, I mean, you can always use a microwave. I don't no, know. Uber drivers taking a couple of your French fries or something. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's why they call it, that's why they call it Uber Eats, Joel. That, that was someone put Uber that, Eats. Yeah. The Uber drivers eating your yeah, food. Okay, I got it. <laughs> All right, uh, eight twenty-five here. Five minutes until the jobs number. About fifteen minutes before Jason Rasnick would join us this morning. Let's go to some more earnings. Any, Jason? You have a preference? We can. There's there's a number on my list. We can go to. Hmm. Well, Datadog really got hit hard. Um, this is a stock that we talked about yesterday, and I was like, if they can report a good number, this could you know, pop up over 100 bucks. It was an okay number, but not good enough. And again, the crowded trade comes off. It's such a tricky market. I mean, you can look at like, you know, and obviously two companies, not anything really to do with each other, but, you know, two Momo names that have really went. Here's Trade Desk. You know, their earnings miss. And not by much, but they miss a little bit. The stock trades higher. And then you have Datadog, um, just comparatively speaking, DDOG, and they beat by just a little bit, and it gets slammed. So to figure out which one they're going to slam and which one they're not going to slam, because both of these trades, you could say, well, they were crowded because they've been going straight up. So you can't argue that the trade desk, you know, they look similar on the charts. They've all, both had significant runs. Trade desk missed, dog, dog, Datadog beats, but they buy trade desk and they hit Datadog. I, I, to, to try to figure out, you know, which way they're going to go on an earnings report is very difficult. I, Datadog, they didn't just beat, but they gave really good guidance too. Guidance for the year and yeah. guidance for the quarter, the current quarter. So uh, earnings beat and the, and strong guidance, forward-looking guidance. Trade Desk, 
their, their earnings were fine. They beat on their sales and their EPS was down year over year, but nothing, nothing too amazing. I think the estimates for trade desk were way off. So I'm not sure that that's relevant there, but uh, trade desk was okay. Then I didn't see guidance from them, but that all gave good guidance to go with their report. So maybe the difference is don't give good guidance. And then, you, <laughs> then you won't get it. It's a very tricky market. Like uh, if you had the report, like let's say you were an insider and you actually had the report. I mean, it's tough to even say which way it's going to go on some of these reports. We've seen stocks really report blowout quarters and get hit. I mean, Fleur Systems, which I'm long, I got absolutely slammed on that yesterday. I had it on for a trade. I kind of had a bad feeling about it after the earnings because they weren't really lifting it much. They just pull the rug out from under it. I don't know if they said something, but that thing, you know, they just never stopped selling that all day. So that's like, we have to ask Jason Raznick. I believe he's in it too, but the quarter was good. The quarter was good and they just slammed the stock. So it's like random. Um, sometimes they report bad numbers and they buy the hell out of it and they can't stop buying it. So it's a very tricky market to try to even, like I can't, understand how you could sit here crunch numbers fundamentals and then try to predict where a stock price is going it's got to be really frustrating for all the cfas out there right now trying to do that because it feels like the random market you know, hypothesis here where we're just moving around and doing anything it feels like that's what's you know working obviously overall stocks are going higher but on these earnings the moves are very random all right, Dennis, you got a little over a minute here. Uh, go wide on those markets. We'll see how the jobs number comes across here. Uh, SAPs are trying to lift ahead of the market. 829, uh, Mr. Israel, do you want to give us a, uh, a preview of uh, today's Yeah, jobs? yeah. I, I have a hunch that this is going to fall more in line with what we saw yesterday and not the what the wonky ADP number from Wednesday. Uh, the estimate is that we're going to see uh, a gain of 1.48 million non-farm jobs uh, last month. Unemployment rate expected to fall to 10.6% versus 11.1% in June. Uh, so we're looking for a jobs gain and an unemployment fall uh, for the month. Again, 1.48 million on the non-farm number. 10.6% on the unemployment number. Uh, the ADP number from Wednesday was really bad. That that can be an outlier. It's been the outlier in the past. Uh, you, you, yeah, you got a weak ADP number Wednesday, a, a pretty good um, uh, jobless claims number Thursday. I, I suspect this number will be more in line with Thursday's reading than ADP's um, reading on Wednesday. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Joel, give us some levels and I'll find Yeah, them. hold on one sec. Hold on one sec here. All right, here we go. Uh, 1.8 million is the number on the job on the non-farm payroll. So that is above the 1.48 million dollar uh, million job estimate. So 1.8 versus 1.48. That's a good number. Unemployment. I mean, sorry, I'm doing like three things at once. Unemployment. I'm seeing. Uh, yeah, 10.2%. So that's that's below the that's lower than the estimate. That's good. The estimate was at 10.6%. So unemployment fell more than expected, more jobs added than expected. So pretty strong jobs number for July uh, to go with what was a strong initial job claims report yesterday. So good uh, good news for the economy in July, for the job market in July. How are we doing here, Joel? Okay, uh, we get the lift here. Um, and just trying to uh, gauge something here. Just give me one second. Okay. Uh, we got a lift uh, near the close. Let's uh, pull up the S&Ps here. Boom, 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 boom. 
And we got a lift right near the close, and it was just a really quick uh, blip there. 42.50 is where we got to on the initial surge. Uh, 44 and a quarter. Uh, that represents um, your your high close for the rebound. So. Looks like we're stalling out a little bit ahead of that. Um, still in the green, still digesting the number, but uh, overall, the, the oh. market likes the number. Yeah, it's and, a, I mean, uh, it's Triple a good D, are you back already? It's a good number. He's not. It's a good number. No, I thought I heard him there. It, it, it's, a, it's a good number. Again, just to recap, 1.8 versus 1.48 million jobs added uh, in July, unemployment falling to 10.2%. It was 11.1% in June. So falling pretty much uh, an entire uh, percent uh, percentage point uh, in one month. So this is these are good news. These are good news. Let me see if I can look a little bit deeper here, see if we can find some uh, um, average hourly earnings because that number is, it doesn't matter as much, but still important um, here. Going through my Benzinga Pro, going through my my chats, going through my Twitter, doing all of it at once. Let me see here. I'm seeing okay. average, uh, average, average hourly earnings uh, rose 4.8 percent uh, versus a 5 percent. Uh, I'm sorry, versus a 4.1 percent estimate. So average hourly earnings went up. Wow, this is good across the board. Earn, average hourly earnings went up. Unemployment went down. Job, more jobs added than expected. This is this number is looking good, at least in the headlines, looking good across the board. Once we dive in and see, okay, where what individual sectors saw the most growth or the least growth, that that'll give us some more insight. But uh, the headline numbers here all look good for the jobs number. Right. And uh, we're going right to where we should, folks. Uh, you know, there wasn't much in that handle, uh, in the 30 handle. We had the mid-range, but we took that out very, very easily. Uh, and now and now we're, uh, we're, in, we're green. We're green here. So we'll be focusing on the close here, that close, high close for the rebound, 44 and a quarter right there right now. Uh, I like that level, 47 and a quarter. Uh, that's your pre-market high. That also uh, the high from yesterday, 47 and a half. So, so far, uh, the market traded pretty technical here. You had to sell off overnight. They like the jobs number. And boom, back up to unchanged. So very important for the market to stay green here. And uh, going into uh, going into the regular session, uh, Triple D must be busy here because uh, yeah, sometimes it, it comes be. back on a um, lot of way. Uh, comes back right away. But uh, well, how are we doing? TLT. Wow, I don't. Uh, TLT really took a hit on that, and you can see all the banks trading up, inversely correlated, as we know. So Bank America, Citigroup, Wells Fargo. Oh wow, all got big pops on that number. So. Yeah, the market likes it. That's well, a good it number. was pretty much a broad market lift there. I still see yeah. uh, Microsoft and Apple are still in the red a little bit. Uh, but important turn here, folks. I think we really, really like to stay green here heading into the okay. uh, heading into that nine thirty. So this is interesting because we we were weak all morning here. We we had a weak morning thanks to the executive order last night, trying to kind of dragging us down here. Now we have a positive catalyst here at eight thirty. So now it's, that might change the narrative a little bit. We, you know, the narrative for the first uh, half of this show was prepare for a week morning, prepare for a week day. This could be the driver of the day. The, this meaning the, the executive order and, and trying to just kind of dragging us down here. But now the narrative might shift. So th this sort of calls into question uh, the, the, the sentiment from the first half hour of the show. Now it's a little bit more tricky. 
because it's, now, yeah, it's uh yeah um well now you've, now you've got you've got competing catalysts and they contradict each other one is good one is not so this yeah, is well, you can you can make that jobs number uh, you know out to be good but uh i mean know, it was good it, it, it okay in the grand scheme of things it's bad right uh, compared to last year or compared to before this crisis but it but it was better than we thought it would be that makes it a good number unemployment went down job we we created more jobs than we thought we would these are objectively good things yeah unemployment is still at 10 percent. that's really high it was at what 3.8 percent uh before this crisis started so still bad in, in a vacuum but uh still good good when compared to the estimates so now you've got competing narratives here now you know I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the pop in, in the S&P futures. I mean, we could just turn around today and blast off. This is, this is well, tricky. first things first is we got to get back up to uh, 44 and a quarter. Uh, yeah. That was your high, high close of the rebound, 30, 40 handles from all time high. And then boom, and then 47 and a half. So the levels are there, what we need to do. So let's, uh, let's, um, let's, uh, cover some other stocks here what time we got uh Raz coming on oh are you, are you i'm amazed you made it back dennis uh, there's a lot yeah going on. there was a lot of movement i mean we went green for a second so i'm just doing obviously a little bit of index are moving some stocks around moving some prices around getting a few fills there but yeah it's unbelievable i mean this market like you will find a reason to rally and it's a good number but it's again you know, buy the dip just wins every single time. And I don't know when it stops winning, but it's, you know, this has been the story here, Spencer, for the last three and a half months. And it's been the best, you know, it's been, not even been the story for the last three and a half months. It's been the story forever because the stock market's at all time high. So buy the dip always just continues. I can tell high. you, it might, it might stop working soon. Why? Because <laughs> I tried because I did it this morning. <laughs> yeah, Joel's buying the dip too. I did too. I, I mean, so, I do too. I just randomly go and buy the dip too. That, uh, yeah. Works. I was praying for unchanged there at uh, 44 and a quarter. And it got it got there. It got there for me. But uh, that's it. I'll never do that again. That's dangerous. <laughs> you were scared. <laughs> whatever. If they would have taken out the low, they would have taken out the low and yeah. whatever. But. Just all that red there. I mean, you know, always being a contrarian can't be good. Uh, 8.37. What did you see move on that, Dennis? Everything. I mean, we're, I was red across the board. And now the banks are all up. You know, we're looking at other sectors trading higher. Some of your industrials are trading higher, like Honeywell's went green here. Why, why I the mean, banks, uh, uh, Again, I'm seeing more rotation into the rotation. value names. Again, this has continued um, for a little bit. We had a little bit of a come off yesterday to a certain extent, obviously, and we saw it go back in the fang. But, you know, you look at Apple still trading in the red here. It's a little bit of a value morning. So, again, jobs coming around. It's not surprising that they would go and they start looking at the value stock, uh, value stocks a little bit more. But if I'm looking across the board, yeah, it's the value names that are green here this morning. Some of the tech names, some of the Momo names are still trading in the red. So slightly mixed market. I know we're down four handles, but there's a lot of stuff that's green where 10 minutes ago, nothing was green. Yeah. I mean, oil has went green too, or at least uh, it's come up. Yeah, it's it was. come up. Yeah, no, we got, uh, we got some number. good backgrounds. Do you want to hit some, uh, some other stocks here? I know Raz is coming on. Sure, 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 minutes. yeah. Uh, wait, oil is green, so I guess that means I should sell ExxonMobil, so sell every oil <laughs> I can't fit, right? All right, let's do Dropbox here. DBX sure. reported after the close yesterday. Earnings beat 22 cents for 17 cents. Sales 467 for 465 million dollars. So beating the beat for Dropbox, DBX this morning. Oh, DBX, okay. Yep. Stock, that's, 
been a dog for a long time, but has, you know, a lot of memory in this area. 20 to 21, all kinds of support down here. Do they just cut through like a hot knife through butter? I don't think so. I think if you were to get in the low 20s, I think I might even take a flyer on this. But is this a stock? It isn't a stock that's been in a clear uptrend either. It's kind of been a dog of tech. I mean, you think about how the move we've had in the last three months and all the tech stocks, and this stock is kind of in the same spot. So it isn't really the sexy name that everybody's like, oh, Dropbox, we're getting a pullback here. Let's buy it. It doesn't have that appeal that so many other stocks do because the performance is just underperformed. Yeah, it's not in a not in a clear uptrend here. No. I mean, it had a nice rally going into earnings. Ah, this one's tough one. Pre-market low, 21.16. What do you need to fill the gap? Uh, you need to fill the gap. 29. I like this 21. Uh, you bounce, though. You bounce. I don't think you're going to get a shot at 21 today, Triple D. No? I really don't. Uh, I don't think I so just either. doesn't feel like it. Since you hit that low 21, you bounce 90 cents. Uh, that's what I'm looking at, though. I'll be looking at that little old gap fill, see if you can come back down to 21. On the upside, you're going to have clear resistance in this, uh, not only for uh, today, tomorrow, for a few weeks here. And that resistance is going to come in at four lows in the same area, 22, 76, 74, 83, and 80. The reason I say that is uh, people were buying, buying ahead of the report. They're looking for a good report. That was their level. Old support will be new resistance here in Dropbox. We had, let's go, um, let's go Buckings because BKNG and we can actually do TripAdvisor too because they reported as well. They're ripping higher. I mean, the reopening trade is on a little bit to a certain extent. Disney really ripping higher. You can say, oh, yeah. it, was, you can say it was Disney Plus numbers, but it's also the fact that, you know, I, Disney is going to be propelled up to 131 if the virus was still, you know, ripping through. I mean, it's just, it's a vaccine coming. There's multiple reasons. The reopening trade is just back on to a certain extent. TripAdvisor, Booking, both having not the best quarters, but they're ripping them higher. I mean, what do you want to say about it? Booking lost $10.81 per share last quarter. That's better than the estimate. TripAdvisor uh, came in below their estimate. They lost 76 cents per share. They both beat on their revenue targets. So I don't know. It's so ridiculous. I mean, this is, uh, okay, well, we're going to just now drop the estimates so low that they can get over yep. that bar. Low bar, yep. And now, you know, you look at Bucking and you think, does this make any sense? There's nobody going on trips. The stock is back to where it was in February. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it, it's back to where it was pre-COVID, but yet nobody's going anywhere. So, and they're losing $10 a share where they were making $10 a share before. So... I can't logically buy this in my long-term portfolio, but you can't argue with it if you're long because it's working. So, you know, the logic, it just doesn't work in this market. Logic just does not work. So it's up 68 points. I don't like buying reps, but on pullbacks here, maybe you're buying it because uh, the market just here, doesn't care. Uh, this one is a pretty easy setup on the technical uh, side of things, at least for me. Now. Not that I'm trading this thing. Uh, 1840. You see how you just got up there? You kissed it. Look at these two highs here uh, going back uh, early June on the uh, – man, that date, uh, Dennis, that's going to live in infamy. That day when American Airlines went to like 2280, uh, a lot of these stocks turned. And that day, 
Uh, he had a couple highs in that area, one at um, 1853 and 1872. So those would be a couple targets you really want to see it get back over there, get to 1880, get to the 1900. But this one, I just kind of feel with the way the market's fading here, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be buying this one off the hop. And if I was long, I'd be out there at the pre-market high or, or a little bit above that at 1850. I Spoos are leaking here. They, they they liked it. They liked that number momentarily. It was a, it was a rip to sell. Buy the yeah. dip, sell the rip. Yep. All right, that was a rip. To I, I want to bring Jason Rising on here in just a second. And, sure. and actually, as I do that, uh, I want to note that, guys, do you know what today is? The, well, I told you already. So I know. I know. Is, do you know what today is a two-year anniversary of? No idea. No? Jason. No, what is it? Jason, do you know what today is the two, a famous tweet happened today, two years ago, a very famous tweet. He'll get it. He'll get it. Do you know what that tweet was, Jason? I have no idea. It was, I'm taking Tesla private, 420, funding oh. secured. That was two years ago? Yeah. Secured for two years ago? How, how do these years go so fast, Jason? That feels like, like a few months ago, and it's two years ago. I mean, time is just winding down for me and you, I think. Like, and I, so I look at this red light, and you know, we're looking at this, but man, how could that be two years ago? Time flies. When you get older, time just goes faster and faster. This isn't good news for me, or especially not for Joel. You guys hear me? Yeah, we hear no, you. Chase is not we hear you. Jason, we hear you. We see what you. What is the red light? Give you're us gonna, the yeah, significance. You're get sunburned. You have the siren on? Yeah, we hear it. Sports. All right, all right. It's a red alert. It's a red alert morning. Red alert morning. The IPO rocket companies yesterday, RKT, is no. rocketing up five points. I don't know what percentage that is. That's where I go to the brain scientist, Spencer Israel, mathematician. It's up 12%. MIT student, 12% since the IPO? I don't think so, Dennis. Let's try one more time. It has to be a little more. It's up 12% today. Oh, I'm not yeah. saying since today. I'm saying since that it's everyone it's in this audience could have bought price. it at 1750 yesterday. Um, what's it up since then? Yeah, well, the IP, so the IPO price was 18 and the opening was 18. And it's at 24 oh, no, now. No, 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 no. Spencer Israel, come on. You're an well, MIT. So that's a 33%. You're an MIT grad. It went down to 1750 yesterday. You could have pulled it up um, down, okay. down 50 bid. Come on, baby. Come so, on. Did you buy 1750? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> no. I'd be good. Goodbye. He could have. He could have. You wouldn't. You would have been at seventeen fifty one. Yeah, you wouldn't get seventeen. Unless you had the a Citadel would take that from you. <laughs> yeah. I, I I bought it heavy, heavy at eighteen. Hey, eighteen. I bought it heavy, and um, probably you know. Nice. So um, why? I I mean, I could sit here for an hour to say why. Yeah, that's what we want to know. We want to know why. I'll go there. But, but, sit, but don't sit here for an hour. Sit here for I, two I, minutes I, and tell I us why. I think it's better to say why not. That's, I think it's a better answer, why not. So why wouldn't you buy RKT? I would go with that route. You wouldn't buy because you're thinking that people are going to stop refinancing. You're going to think people are going to stop banking. You're going to think people are going to stop um, you know, trying to buy a home or try to get bank accounts or do anything banking related or buy cars online. I mean, they started a Rocket Auto two years ago and selling thousands of cars a month. People don't get rocket companies in the sense that rocket companies, they do a hundred thousand mortgages right now. Like the most at like per quarter, most of any company in the world, in the United States, they're a FinTech software company. They built an automation process to do very difficult things. So when you have that kind of operation already set up, 
think of these all these companies like Lemonade or SoFi, all these new age financial fintech companies. This is what Rocket is. But what they did was they went for the hardest thing first, which is mortgages, where you have to get licensed in a bunch of different states, a bunch of, you know, a bunch of different things like that. So now they have this equity value. They're going to take that and put bolts on acquisitions to own the space where you're going to use financial, you know, whatever financial instrument you use to buy a car, to buy anything, they're going to be your place to go. They have Rocket Loans. Now I'm biased. They're based in Detroit. Um, I just said to you guys, I bought stock in the company. Um, so I'm biased, right? But I believe in the story wholeheartedly. I've been around it and they've been counted out many times, many times. People are like rates are going to go up. This is going to happen. And every single time they've just got stronger. I remember like seven years ago when um, rates went up and there's all these things going on. Someone, one of the guys, one of the leaders there wanted to like, you know, make the company smaller. Well, Dan Gilbert said, no, we're going to go bigger. We're going to be, we're going to use this time to go bigger. And when the market rebounds, we're going to be the ones left standing. And that is exactly what happened. So overnight, not overnight, 35 years later, this is the company. And you have a chance to buy a company that's around for 35 years in the IPO today or in the IPO a few days ago. To me, it's just the beginning. I'm, um, I'll trade a little bit of it for sure, but I'm going to hold a decent portion for a long time, yeah, a yeah. decent portion. So, so that's my thing. So, so you were out here like looking and you were buying right off the hop, like as quickly as you could buy, like it's out, I'm buying. Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, it, yes, it, yes. it's a great, it, it really is the pe people in Detroit. I mean, it, it is a big story for people in, in Michigan and Detroit. It's been a long time coming, I think. It, it's hot for a trade right now, but what Jason's saying is, is, is beyond that. This is, this yeah. has been a it's long a real company. Um, I mean, the, you're, you're not, you're not speculating yeah. on, no, even, you know, like a company that's going to eventually grow into, you know, this is a company that's been doing business for a long time. Yeah, real yes. revenue. Um, some of that easy, this actually ties into some, some of that easy Mike. I think it was easy Mike in the chat said last week, we should do a segment every week on just the top stocks added on Robinhood. Well, this week, that is RKT. 50, almost 56,000 accounts on Robinhood have added RKT to their portfolio in the past 20, I guess, 24 hours or less. Basically, whatever stock goes up 20%, everybody goes and jumps in that one. So, oh. And there's an article featured on the front page of Benzinga with the amount of accounts that are added. Um, Benzinga is actually... You'll be able to see the Robin tracking thing real time every day very soon. But um, yeah, it's, it was a great article. Okay, two, I got a couple of quick things. I got a couple of housekeeping things. I've gotten now, I think, 12 emails from people from when I was on the show two weeks ago when I said that I just want a, uh, a thing that can return 1% without risk. Um, and I know you guys, like I got a bunch of LinkedIn messages from people. That is for a business account and it's not for like investing in property so I appreciate people sending me all these messages about the 1% return. It's a business account where they don't give you any savings. You get 0. 0.0005 and it's, you know, so just for the 1% thing, it's for a business account. VF Solutions, where there's, it's risk-free, I'm game. But other than that, we can't invest in it. It's for Benzinga, not for myself. So I do appreciate the pre-market community sending me, I honestly think it's probably 15 emails by now. Um, and then I want to talk a little bit about some trades that I've been making this week. I yeah. sure. I, I, um, so, you know, I hate saying what I did two weeks ago. I like to say what I did this week. So I, I, I put a short in yesterday or no, this week I've been shorting, um, planet fitness P L N T. Yeah. So done much because these gyms, this Corona thing just seems like it's keep, keeps getting extended. And, um, the, the truth is I was in Michigan yesterday and there was a gym that, um, that, 
was open and was crowded. But what I'm hearing, I called around to different Planet Fitness people that are members, and there's a community on Reddit that I got involved in. Most of them are still closed. I think the stock has run up, and it's due for a bit of a pullback. And yeah. so I'm staying short. I didn't just short it. I bought puts, um, and so I'm I'm doing I'm doing it that way too. So those are the. So you went short the stock and you bought puts. Yes, yeah, it's about the November twenties. 4250 puts. Um, that's what I, I did on that one. I'm going to put a couple more shorts in. I may short Roos Chris. I was looking for an uh, entry point uh, Wednesday, but I didn't find what I wanted yet. So I like to, I like to do the, I like to go, listen, like uh, Dan Gilbert says, if you're going to think anyways, you got to think big. So I like to go balls to the wall. I don't like just to short the stock. I like to buy puts. Um, I do both. Um, you guys know uh, we had a thing that Joel really wanted me to, you know, protect my whirlpool gains. And I didn't protect it. I just kept it going, guys. I still own those calls. Oh, glad. Oh, my glad I didn't do that recommendation, Joel, because that whirlpool just keeps going up. What's your target? I don't have a target, Joel. (laughs) You don't don't need targets when they keep going up. Joel, I had 10 or 15 calls. I sell one call every three days. We're down to five left. Okay. I'm mad I sold those other five or seven, but it's now up 480%. I mean, I don't have a target, Joel. It, it expires in September, and I know there's time decay. So by, by the end of August – The target's the end of September, or the third week of September. Okay, is, it, is it, Dennis, I don't know the answer to this, or Joel. Is it bad to wait that long, or should I be out of it by the end of August because the time decay thing? I just didn't know the that. La- it falls off a cliff the last few weeks. So, yeah, the last month is where the, the real decay starts to come in. So, okay. but obviously the stock keeps going up. That can sometimes counter the decay as well. So All right, but I'll just get out in August. And yeah. as you get, as you get more in the money, like where are your calls? What, what strike? Oh, um, one fifty September 18th. So, I mean, you're not even, you're one fifty. I mean, and what, what's the call trading at? Cause it's one seventy one the stock. So at a certain point, Wait, the time I'll tell you 20, gonna, Yeah. So it's only a buck 50 decay that you're going to lose on that. So, I mean, you're looking at it and obviously, you know, one fifty is where, you know, you'd regret it if it came back to 150 but i mean decay doesn't happen on deep in the money options you don't see much decay because they're already deep in the money it's trading all on intrinsic value not on the uh, hope that it's going to get to your strike it's in your strike so you're yeah. really only playing with a buck and a half so if you're comfortable just you know laying that buck and a half decay you can hold on to it for a little bit if you think the thing is going to continue to go higher so i would, I would out of the money options decay a lot quicker than in the money options i would pay for a lesson from you guys just to teach me what you just said, because I did what you just said. I did not know that until this very moment. <laughs> you guys listening to the, from the market show must be saying Raz is an idiot. Fine, I'm an idiot. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> You're Wait, not Jason, an idiot. You're Jason, long the call. Jason, can I ask you? It makes, uh, it makes good Jason, calls. can I ask you about a stock that you've been long for a while? Uh, I'm wondering how you feel about Eli this morning. Callaway Golf. They had earnings yesterday. Good report. Down six percent this morning. I'm wondering I, how you're feeling. Well, I don't like. So thank you, thank you, Spencer. I didn't know they had earnings yesterday clueless me but it's okay is it below 19 18 what's it at it's at 1835 i think okay 18, you know but it's not 1835 was it, it closed in 1965 so it actually didn't get hit that much on it i can tell you why and here's a quick little lesson here is golf set the bar really low so golf reported two days earlier and they didn't do well at all and if you want if you're in a, a sector and you, in the, the company that's pr- reporting prior to you you want them not to do well because then that sets the bar lower for you so ELY didn't do that great, but it doesn't matter because golf set the bar so low that ELY kind of got over that lower bar, and that's why it didn't get hit that hard. 
but GOLF really got slammed on their earnings. So obviously GOLF is Titleist, um, Pinnacle, there's a bunch of other brands in there with Callaway, it's obviously Callaway. Okay, so I'm glad Spencer's telling me this. So ELY was up 24.60% for us pre-market listeners um, at 1965. We'll see what it ends up opening up at. I've been waiting for these darn earnings for a long time. Uh, I've been it's, wanting, what? it's at 1835, Raz. I know. That's what Spencer just said. I guess. Yeah, no, uh, no, it's not at eighteen thirty-five though, because um, you, you traded you, you traded like an odd lot down there. So oh, that's okay. the one thing I'm going to say. And you know, oh, people good. look. Oh my goodness, it's down a dollar thirty. You look at look at the bid in the ass. The bid's eighteen sixty-five. The offer's nineteen forty. Because a hundred shares traded down right. Right. doesn't mean it's down there. So last night, this reported earnings, it was trading actively around nineteen fifty, nineteen sixty. So I don't think this is going to trade. You're going to open that low? Okay. Okay. I don't think so. Either way. Okay. Either way. We bought this. My, our price on this buy is 1570 and 1520. And I've been waiting for these darn earnings because I have a lot of Eli and I've been wanting to trim it to buy other stuff. So now that the earnings happen, I was waiting. So I, my catalyst was earnings, right? Because I was saying people are golfing. And so I was waiting for earnings. I've been wanting to sell Eli for the past week or so, a little bit of it, because we were already up 25% and it wasn't moving like one of, my, one of the 100 percenters. I wanted to get out. But I said, you know what? I'm waiting for earnings and I'm going to see what happens. Well, it didn't have a huge rock, you know, and it's down a little bit this morning. I actually think it'll be about 19 during the day. I'm going to trim my Eli today, uh, Spencer. I don't know if I'm going to sell out completely. I'm going to probably sell 50%. And if it's not a 25% gain, it's an 18% gain or 6% gain for a month or six weeks of holding. Yeah, not as good as our other ones, like not as good as our uh, Generex or um, GANs or Twilio's and those kind of things or Pen um, or the best one this week, guys. I mean, you guys must be loving, must be loving. I mean, let's get the champagne. Let's send it to every single user, but come on, let's hear it for T-A-S-T. T-A-S-T. I mean, <laughs> nice. come on, guys. We got that at 149, 150. We're at seven something. I don't know if this is what you expected. A 715 we are at right now. We bought that at 149. If you don't think about a lottery, a lottery ticket, which Spencer, we got you talking about earlier, that's a lottery ticket. And then one more crazy win for us. V-S-T-O. We bought that at 1078. That's the gun outdoorsman. We talked about this one a bunch on the show. I know we were going over other gun stocks, Smith and Wesson. Remember, we were talking about the ticker chains and change, uh, changes, and I was confused, and Joel was telling me about them. VSTO and TAST, honestly, those are times you just you take the rest of the week off. I know. You just take the rest of the week off, other than you got to buy <laughs> other than you got to buy rocket companies. And I'm long that. I'm biased. I know that. I'm not trying to pump up a stock at all, guys. So Rocket won't need pumping here. It's got Robin Hood behind it. <laughs> yeah. These things can get crazy. So, I mean, you watch these and obviously once they get hot, we know they can just go. This could go anywhere. So, I definitely would not want to be short. I'll say that much on our KT, especially with that ticker symbol rocket. How can you yeah, go wrong? Yeah, just think right? all the puns you can have with that stock. I yeah. just think people rocket. Oh, it's got to go up. It's a rocket ship. Blast man. off. So, blast and, off. There's so many we'll, things you're going to And we'll, we'll, I'll work on bringing the CEO of Rocket as long as also GAN CEO we need to bring on. What is going on with that, Mitch? Where is the GAN CEO? I re really need to talk to him because we need to see what's going on here. We're working on it, Jason. We're working on it. Because G GAN recovered. Um, hey, Yoda, 
you either do or you don't. No working, Spencer. We just need, we need him on. It's like let's call him. Hey, let's speak, call him. Speaking of uh, speaking of Gan, uh, Penn is up this morning. The CEO of Penn was on CNBC. Holy mackerel, Penn! So last off. David Portnoy. So wondering why is Penn up? It's because the CEO is on CNBC. Yes. Yes, I, I, I sold off DraftKings, guys. I had a bunch of DraftKings. I sold it off the last three weeks, and I went long pen. I bought those October 16th, 41 calls. I'm owning them large and in charge. I was down 35% on them, and I look at the thing this morning before the market's open. They're up 109%. I'm guessing if Spencer is saying pen's up right now, they'll be up 200 or 150%. I don't know, but I was so down on those pen calls, and I, sometimes I don't have the nerve to buy them more when I'm down. I'm just like, oh, I'm sad. But now this is great to hear. Thank you, Spencer. I've had a couple questions, and I want to throw it to you here. Do you have any losing trades? Lots. Because I had somebody actually just so, message me, and does Jason ever have a losing yeah, trade? Yeah, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to go to my orders. Like, like I'm going to go to my orders and execute it. Um, because I'll tell you, like, I've been in the prop industry a long time. Roku. And if you're batting 52%, you're doing pretty good. You sound like you're batting 100%. I'll, guys, I will share my screen and show you every single trade. I don't care. The only reason I don't show the dollar amounts, don't I don't want to. Don't show your account number. I just no, don't, don't show it. We <laughs> just want to know if, if there's any losing trades no account in there. number. No, I'll give my cell phone. If you have any feedback on the show or whatever, <laughs> text me at 248 766 Please just leave bold points, not big, long paragraphs because I have bad eyes. Okay, so Roku. <laughs> Roku. I was down four percent on three percent on Roku. I I just got I don't know I, didn't, I wasn't patient enough. That is one that um, you have losers. You don't have to have an excuse. It's okay. I have lots of losers. I would say, and I've been in this business twenty years. I don't have lots. I probably have. 30 40 percent losers a lots of losers so right. i just want to know about them if well, i don't you have do it I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you another one lca um i don't want to that's say for me that's a terrible one. stock so don't, don't listen to me you said wanna, you didn't like that one i'll i don't want to say where i found out about that stock but i, I it was from it. me it's garbage <laughs> I, I, I know it's from you i know it's I, you. I was a terrible pick like, I'm down a buck and a two. I'm in from 13. It's 12. It's been a bad one. But like, and then I, I'll give you another example. Wayfair. I bought calls in it and I was down at 1.60%, but I was patient and then I was up. But honestly, in this market, like I gave you guys, I mean, the ones I've given you guys. So I'll tell you an example. So yesterday I had three people or four people text me. What is my opinion on RKT? What's it going to do? And I said, guys, when it comes to the stock market, I like to give high probability picks. So just like playing blackjack, I have these rules that are called daddy rules where my dad used to teach my friends how to play blackjack where it's 16, the dealer's showing a 10, you got to hit. There's not a question. You don't think about it. You don't debate. You don't look at the numbers. I'm, I was playing blackjack with Joel once at the casino, a six, he had a 16, the dealer at a 10 and Joel's staying, you know, next card's a five, three times in a row. And so that's Joel, just- Joel, can you confirm this story for I've never been to a casino. With Jason. <laughs> I've never been to a casino. Oh, sorry. It's a good story though. Even sorry, if it's sorry. Not true. No, no, no. It wasn't. Joel, it wasn't Joe Conan. It was Joe Smith. Okay. Just <laughs> that was still funny though. That was funny. I had, I, had, I thought so, but it's oh, we're gonna, we're gonna say it was Joel forever now though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he didn't hit it in those fives every time. All right. So the um, the daddy rules, and I was going somewhere with that. It was important, and I oh yeah. So they asked about the RKT yesterday, and I'm like, what's gonna close? And I I said my answer to this guy Jonathan, whatever his name is, I won't say his last name, but. And I said, I like to give high probability stock trades. And this one, I didn't have higher probability if it's going to be up or down, like not up or down for the day, but where it was at and what level it could get to. But my, some of my stock trades, 
I believe are extremely high probability. Like, like I'm like, I want to yell at the top of the building in Detroit at our building and say, buy this stock. Why? Like, what is the downside? Look at probabilities. VSTO. What was the probability of this one? What was the, what was the downside? When Express Spa was at like 70 cents, it was already like killed. You, you, and, and they hired that, you know, that medical officer. There was just so much upside potentially or nothing. So I try to make high probability trades, trades, Dennis. I don't make as many trades as you. Therefore, when I make trades or investments, there's a high probability that I'm, I believe that I'm going to be right. Now, if Mr. Market, the, word, the way that I'm wrong, Dennis, and this is the way I've been wrong for years when I'm wrong, is timing. And this is true. I shorted Washington Mutual and Countryside when they're public companies. I bought puts in them. I remember it like yesterday. Um, Washington Mutual did those option arms. I shorted 200 shares. I must have been like 24 years old. It was at $41 and I was waiting for the earnings. So I thought I waited long enough. Well, the earnings call, Washington Mutual, I listened to it. Ex-CEO Terry Killinger says, we're only taking a billion dollar write off this quarter. And so, and whatever, and the stock goes from 41 to 48. So guess what I do? So that means seven points, seven times 200, $1,400 I was down. I was like 24. I'm like, holy cow, I got to cover these shares. So I covered my short. And then of course went to like 51, then went down to zero. And so when I'm wrong, it's more on the, the duration of time, but my directional positions are usually pretty, pretty good. I, that's what I would say. But like, yes, I have wrong picks. Like LCA was one. And then for me. Uh, that wasn't your pick. That was me. Yeah, <laughs> I've been very wrong in LCA. I thought you said you were staying away from that one for some reason. I did say that. I did. I did say that originally, Joel. But then I'm like, ah, and then I was like, I don't know. But that's, but that's not, Dennis, I'm not even saying it because it was from you. There's other picks that I, I'm wrong on too. But the one other one I want to go back to being positive on is TRSSF. So I gave that and I didn't want to give it on the show a few weeks ago because it was OTC, but it has taken off too, like a little bit of a rocket ship. Um, it's a cannabis play. So I'm, I, you guys, if you, you know, don't want to do a cannabis play, just be careful. But I own a little bit of TRSF, TRSSF. Um, it's one heck of a symbol. No, yeah. when they're over the counter and they got the five, I don't even yeah, trade them. All right, all right. Then, <laughs> wait, I'm not, down. Not super liquid, not super. I'm liquid. down 0.85%. No, I'm down 6.85% on Flair, F L I R. Yeah, so, Flair has um, been a bad one. Yep. I'm in that one too. Yeah, I'm in all your bad ones. One I got to get in your good ones. <laughs> uh, and, and, and guys, am I ever down? All right. I mean, come on. Am I ever down? I'm down on Delta. On those call, on those puts, I am down. I am oh, down. A nice percentage on my puts, but those are long-term 2021s, so I don't care. Like I, I just think not puts calls. I'm down on those calls. Sorry for the um, misspeaking. Okay. But that that those are my down ones. And like DOO is up 40 percent. That's the outdoor thing, you know. DOOO and um, Eli. I thought Eli Spencer was going to be like a 35 percent gainer. So although it's only like a 20 percent gainer. I consider that a freaking loser because I, I thought that was a no-brainer 35%. So that one is um, sort of a loser, I guess, you know? Well, speaking of cannabis, the uh, next Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference is August 18th. It's virtual, of course. You can go to BenzingaEvents.com to learn more about that. Uh, Jason, any, anything else for us before we kind of hop a, off a here for the week? Thing, a couple of things. Um, please, I know you hit the like button, but please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We got to get the YouTube channel to 50,000 or I have to, um, if I get to 50,000, 
I'll shave my head. 50,000 followers. Okay? Oh, man. We need, okay. We need that YouTube. And he's got some nice hair. Wait, wait, I probably need to shave my head with my hair. So everybody wait, wait, says this is a haircut, Dennis, Dennis. Dennis, you're a good-looking guy, okay? <laughs> don't, don't change a thing about you, okay? You're a good-looking guy, a handsome man. And I don't have to say it about Dennis and Joel. I mean, about Joel and Spencer, because everyone always tells them that. But, Dennis, you and I maybe not get it as much, but you're a good-looking guy, okay? It's <laughs> like a half This hair is awesome. Wait, but, wait. wait, Jason, <laughs> wait, I, I want to ask you if you saw – about our, to cut me off. I know it. If you saw our That's Twitter, what he does. What, did you see our Twitter last night? 100,000! 100,000 followers on Benzinga Twitter. We made it, folks. Nice. Congratulations, Benzinga. 100,000. Whoa. Even, even though we were killed by Portnoy earlier in the week, which brought in like 500 subscribers. <laughs> we got a David Portnoy mention. That'll bring in some subscribers. Oh, I, I got, we got, we, I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to be super, I don't want to say bad words, but like people saying stuff that you wouldn't believe, like go hang yourself, like the screenshots, you know, if you want to talk about ego or like, you know, you think you're confident in yourself. I just saved a bunch of screenshots telling people to go, you know, telling me to go, whatever. And um, so I have those saved. One day we'll talk about it. Um, I talked about this on the show, and I don't know if you were listening, but it's like, you know, being in news, it's like a referee in a sport. You get it right 99% of the time, and they don't give you any thanks for when you're right, but you get it wrong once, and everybody's calling for your head. And the poor referees have a tough job. And you know what? It's tough to run a news company as well, too, because you get one little number where it wasn't, you know, right, and they call for your head. Yeah, they don't give you the 99% you get right. They don't give you any credit for it all. It's, it's, it's a losing battle. And, and you, know, <laughs> you know what the funny thing is, Dennis? So the, the Reuters of the world are the suits, the big companies. We're the upstart that focuses on accuracy. We actually do the calculations, and I can show you the visual of what happened that day. So Reuters still has technically not the exact correct number. We actually do the math to do the comparable to the consensus. And when we did the math, there was a mistake made and there wasn't a double check. Okay. And that's what happened. If we just do the automated stuff that Reuters does, which we have the same tools to do that, you're going to get a less accurate number. So it's like you're, 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 you're hating on the wrong people. Like we're the, like, we're, if you want to hate on us, oh, the, like doing it the manual way. Sure. But these are, we're the ones we're around because I, I said the Avis thing, we try harder. We, we pride ourselves on accuracy. If you want to look at earnings dates, you're going to see it right in Brenzinga pro. You're going to see it right there. You know? So that's what we do. So yes, it was, it was ironic. You know, we're the anti suit. I mean, look at me. I'm wearing an orange shirt. I look like, I look like a pumpkin. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> my, my wife's like, you're my little pumpkin, Jason. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You, <laughs> you said us. You said, uh, all right. Uh, wait, hold on. Don't, don't hang up. Coin collector. Thank you for the four ninety nine. Appreciate your support. You guys are the best. We love you. We love the morning show. Please follow us on YouTube. Oh, sorry. Subscribe is what they tell me to say. Yeah. And if you have feedback for us, my email is jason at benzinga.com. We're trying to get better. We all want to get better. And of course, Dennis, I don't mean to just talk about winners. I hate people that do that. I want to talk about um, losers as well. And, and, oh, by the way, I never told you guys. I never told you guys. No one followed up. What? What I should, I should show, I should show it, but I don't have it with me. Wait, uh, it's too hard. I got the check. Oh, I the guess no, did you? Check. Did he pay? He paid the and whole thing. No, no, no. He, <laughs> he yelled a little bit back. <laughs> remember, it was twenty nine thousand. Okay. Yeah. He said he held a little bit back. I would say he held more than a little bit back. But uh oh, but he got a check. <laughs> I got a check that would be, you know, it's it was a very good dollar amount, you know. Maybe it was fifty percent of what it was supposed to be, right. but it was still it was still a good dollar amount, and we got the check. So I know the pre market listeners 
would love that. And guys, give us a like, give us a subscribe. Spencer's cutting me off. And I'll, guys, let's all go to Spencer's house this weekend and show up and like just eat, make us dinner. Okay, Spencer? Love. Uh, let's not do that, Jason. All right. Uh, that's great. He's <laughs> saved the friendship and got his money. Good for him. Uh, so, yeah, that subscribe button. If you're watching on the Benzinga site, there's a big red subscribe button on that page, or just go to the YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button there. Hit that like button. We appreciate that. You can always email us premarket at benzinga.com for feedback. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as information purposes and not for investing or trading advice joel and i will be back at 3 40 p.m eastern time on our youtube channel to wrap the week until then everyone have a great rest of your day good luck and stay safe save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.